Today there were hearings in the House involving Mike Morell of the CIA on Benghazi. A lot of people have a lot of lingering questions about Benghazi. The go-to reporter on the Benghazi story has been, from the Weekly Standard, our good friend Steve Hayes. Steve, thanks for your time. Hey, Michael. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing better than I think Mike Morell is today. Am I right? He seemed to not be having a good time. I think you are. I mean, he, he certainly uh, raised more questions, more new questions than he answered in nearly three hours of testimony today. Whether that will actually matter uh, is quite another thing. I mean, I think most of the mainstream media has tuned this out and really just don't have much interest in it at all. What did people who want to know the truth about uh, what happened at Benghazi find out today? Well, uh, a number of things. First first of all, uh, one of the things that Morell said was that the analysts at the CIA at Langley uh, knew from the get-go that al-Qaeda was involved in this attack, which is, it shouldn't be an earth-shattering fact. Right. We've heard it before from the Senate Intelligence Committee, including uh, Democrats on that committee led by Dianne Feinstein have said that before, have affirmed that point before. Uh, the House Intelligence Committee has said that before, but to hear it from the acting CIA director at the time, or deputy director and later acting director, now it gives us three different sources of confirmation that the CIA knew and continues to believe that al-Qaeda was involved in the Benghazi attacks. That stands in direct contradiction to that much-touted New York Times story uh, at the beginning of the year, which claimed that there was no involvement of al-Qaeda in those right. attacks whatsoever, and uh, that nobody within the U.S. intelligence community believed that. So that's sort of a side note, just to correct the record on the other I think the big takeaway uh, is that he had a very difficult time explaining what I think are some remaining contradictions uh, between the accounts that we've heard from the administration, the account that we heard today from Mike Morrell, and what the sort of on-the-ground reality looks like. And that's, I think, going to continue to be a problem for him. If I understood the testimony correctly, like you mentioned, the CIA, the guy on the ground for the CIA, it's a terrorist attack. Common sense that it was a terrorist attack. The fact that it was a wave attack, that you had two waves of people in a planned approach. All these things indicated terrorist attack. And yet somehow the talking points went over without al-Qaeda or terrorist attack in them. And he kept talking about one analyst. Uh, so there was one holdout on al-Qaeda in the entire Obama administration, but that one holdout's opinion just happened to trump everybody else's? Is that what he testified to today? That's, that is more or less the, the takeaway on that aspect of his testimony. I mean, it was, it was pretty incredible because you, you have, on the one hand, uh, members of Congress asking him, hey, we know that the chase the chief of station on the ground in Libya said that this was a terrorist attack, that there weren't protests. We know that the chief of base said this. We know that the top diplomat in the country said this. We know that any number of people on the ground said this. We know that people affiliated with the U.S. military said this. So virtually everybody on the ground was in agreement that this was an attack and that it had nothing to do with these protests. And yet the sort of desk jockeys in Langley were allowed to overrule them. Um, and even after the people in the field came back and said, in effect, hey, you're not listening to us. <laughs> this was an attack. It was al-Qaeda. It uh, didn't have anything to do with protests. There weren't protests there. Uh, the CIA continued. The CIA in, in D.C. continued to overrule all of those voices from the field. And it did so in a way that happens to coincide with a narrative that was preferred by the Obama administration. By sheer now, coincidence. According by sheer, By sheer coincidence, they happen to come up with exactly the conclusion that President Obama, then believed to be in a tight race with Mitt Romney, needed for them to come up with. 
It, and it goes even further. That's exactly what Murrell testified on today. And he actually went further, despite the fact that we've now seen, you know, all of this email traffic back and forth between senior CIA officials, including Mike Morrell, including top State Department officials, including top officials at the White House, talking about their coordination, uh, answering concerns from leadership at the State Department and elsewhere about how these attra- attacks were likely to be portrayed. Def- despite the fact that we've seen all of that, Morrell contends, that there was no overlap, that there was no real coordination, that, that none of those people had any substantive input on the way that the talking points ended up being rewritten, edited, and changed. And it just so happened again, right. coincidentally, that all of their interests, all of the, of the interests of the various constituencies in the administration, uh, happened to be where the CIA ended up, CIA at Langley, ended up on these questions. And again in contradiction to what we were hearing from people on the ground in real time in the immediate aftermath of the attack. So hard uh, to believe that that's how it happened. Exactly. Steve, I want you to listen to some of Mike Morrell's testimony today and uh, get your reaction. We did not deliberately downplay the role of terrorists in the Benghazi attack in our analysis or in the talking points. And neither I nor anyone else at the agency deliberately misled anyone in Congress about any aspect of the tragedy in Benghazi. Mr. Chairman, none of what I just said should be interpreted to mean that we at the CIA did everything right. No organization ever does. So if I understand the defense, it's we wouldn't do this because we're crooked. We did it because we really were the only people in the world dumb enough to believe that al-Qaeda was not part of the Benghazi attack. Trust us, we're yeah. stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's look, it, it, it really strains credulity. I mean, if, if you look at what Morell was saying, I mean, about a variety of different subjects, but think about what he said about coordinating with the White House. One of the things that he had said, this was in the Senate Intelligence mm-hmm. Committee report that was released a couple months ago in the uh, additional views put out by Republicans. They made the point that when Morell had testified behind closed doors in the past, he had stated emphatically, that's their word, emphatically, that the talking points that came out of the intelligence uh, community had been provided to the administration only for their awareness, not for their coordination. The problem is, in the emails themselves about the talking points, it was clear that they were provided for their coordination, and Morell testified today that he provided additional emails, provided the talking points, was in consultation with the White House senior administration officials for what he claimed was, quote, final coordination, unquote. Right. So before he had said he had testified, this is not for coordination. And today, again, he acknowledges that this was all done in coordination with the White House. Those things can't right. be true at the same time. But I, to me, the bigger point, like the, the, the piece of this conversation that normal people who don't understand the ins and outs of Washington can grasp is all over the world. All, I, I, just to use me as the standard of stupid, Steve, I'm the dopey you know, columnist and talk show host. I wrote a column that week about how this was clearly a terrorist attack. How could the CIA really, I mean, if it's true that they were the only people dumb enough to not see what was going on. That's far more frightening than anything else they could could testify to today. And that seems to be their argument, is we honestly didn't know that it was terrorism. We couldn't come to that conclusion, even though you well, could. Yeah, I mean, what, what Morell is saying is, I would say, slightly different. The okay. administration 
made the argument that, you know, they didn't know if it was a terrorist attack. Remember, the president of the United States on September 12th, when he was asked by Steve Croft, agreed with Croft's question that this may not have been ter- a terrorist attack and said, we, we just don't know enough to know. But according to Burrell today, the CIA folks, both on the ground and the analysts, right. believed that it was a terrorist attack. What they mm-hmm. couldn't tell, what the analysts overruled uh, the, the people in the field on was whether it was, uh, as a result of a protest or followed a protest. So that was the discrepancy between the field and the analyst. But it sounds like pretty much everybody in the intelligence community at least believed immediately that this was a terrorist attack. It was just the Obama administration and the political people, including and, Susan Rice and others who spoke about it, who pretended not to know that this was a terrorist attack. Exactly. And Mike Morrell, who was asked by Chairman Rogers, who will soon be leaving to become a talk show host, uh, did you, based on your experience and your gut, you're the guy who told George W. Bush, as 9-11 was happening, that you thought it was Osama bin Laden. Did you really not think that this was an al-Qaeda terrorist attack? And I thought that was the low point for Mike Morrell, where he had to kind of stumble and fumble and say, well, it is possible for me to be that stupid. And I'd, it, he didn't come across pretending to be dumb well at all. No, I, th- I think he did. And then, you know, again, I think the, the problem in terms of actually getting to the ground truth, what happened and what happened mm-hmm. with the talking points, what happened in Benghazi, is that, you know, his, his testimony was filled with contradictions, statements that just don't add up. But there are so few people, so, so few reporters who are following this right. at this level of detail anymore that the likelihood that he'll be called out on that or be asked, testify again sure. and it will trigger additional testimony, I think, is low. And I'd be happy to be wrong. Right. I mean, well, it would be great if we had additional testimony from people like Leon Panetta from the analysts. I mean, think about this. One of the complaints you hear about the Benghazi uh, investigations is, well, it's just the same people asking the same questions, getting the same answers, and not being happy. But in fact, that's not true. Uh, the House Intelligence Committee, the full committee, heard for the very first time from the CIA chief of station in Libya Yesterday, yesterday, wow. I mean, we are now almost 18 months. We are 18 months after these attacks. And the top intelligence official on the ground in Libya during these attacks, whose account of what happened contradicted the Obama administration's, was heard by the full committee yesterday. That's insane. No, it's absolutely insane. One last question for you, because this is the part that people, I think, care about the most. Is based on what you've seen so far in your extensive reporting, is it true that there was nothing America could do for the folks in Benghazi once the attack was underway, that seven-and-a-half-hour uh, you know, period? Was, is it true that there were no military or intelligence or CIA or security resources that could be drawn upon to perhaps have saved some American lives? I don't think we know. I don't think we know the answer. Certainly we've heard many people from the administration, particularly from the Pentagon, make that case, that there was nothing they can do. But, you know, as was discussed today in, in the hearings, you know, they said, well, the attacks would have been over by the time we sent uh, any response. And, of course, that was unknowable. And people asked uh, Mike Morrell about that today. And they actually, I think, made, made a smart decision by not engaging on that particular issue. Right. He said, look, I just don't know what the, what the time frame was there. Um, but it's, I think that remains an open question. I don't think we have answers to that. It's one of many, many questions that remain unanswered. And it's why, after 18 months, people are still so interested in this subject, despite the fact that you have a, uh, you know, basically official Washington, right. D.C., and certainly the establishment media that is done with it and wants nothing more to do with it. Steve Hayes of the Weekly Standard, thanks so much for your time. We truly appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Mike.